Welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. That sounded ridiculous, didn't it? Yeah. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to make them, how to get them made and how to try not to F it up in our very, 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 very humble opinion. Today, we're asking, what were the six most important lessons we learned making your first feature film? I'm Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of the psychological horror film The Dare and World of Darkness feature documentary and producer, the pitch black horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Hi Giles. Hi Dan. I'm Dan Richardson. And I'm the producer and actor of the feature film Retribution and I'm an actor in Disney's The Lodge. I'm Andrew Roger and I've just finished using a jelly tart and I'm also a cinematographer. Uh, who made the feature films? I work with Giles though. <laughs> just list mine but yeah if Giles did it I probably did some of it okay. his series Borderline is on Netflix now do check that out uh, Christian James isn't joining us he was supposed to be this was the first time all four of us were supposed to be doing a podcast together <laughs> for the Let- first time episode 27 um, hello happy new year yeah well, well it's not alright let's be honest we're recording this on new year's eve that's how cool we are and committed and committed I think rather than cool well we are cool yeah well but committed it's new year's eve yeah we're all getting our glad rags on slowly mm-hmm. and he's washing his hair yes um so christmas you had, you had a good christmas <laughs> who had a good christmas because work stops for christmas no one that. writes anything no one films anything it's very disappointing yeah, I, like it. I love my job so much and i hate i hate the quiet period at christmas i'm itching for it all to get started again so no christmas was rubbish it's true <laughs> getting back to making getting stuff again making, stuff. And stuff. making stuff. movies on christmas yeah well, if you're listening to this, it'll be New Year's. What, it'll be New Year. It'll be like 2018. 2018. Maybe, maybe it won't. Have well, no. If this has come out, then it definitely did. It, it definitely will is next year. But at the yeah. moment, we don't know because no. it's New Year's Eve. Uh, we're in my loft. Anything can happen. And um, we're recording this podcast just for you. Yep. Right? Should we get started? Yep. yep. All right. Um, we're still on iTunes. Don't be shy. Give us a fucking review for fuck's sake. Yeah. Get on it. I think just if you like something, generally give it a thumbs up because a lot of people don't people yeah. are very quick to be negative about a film or something they'll write I didn't like it you were rubbish everyone in was rubbish the director was rubbish and everyone didn't know you should make better films then Giles that's what you want to do <laughs> exactly <laughs> but people should be nice <laughs> yeah be nice why be, wouldn't be nice it's free politeness counts morons mm. <laughs> <laughs> look we've done this every single time look, please why not give us a nice review and yet we still and wonder we're why still we're not getting reviews yeah. well actually we've got about 60 or well, five stars one, one four star I don't I think know we should that stop asking for them do you think we should stop yeah, asking yeah that's loads that is loads it's not enough how many do you need it's a good point we will send a jelly top to anyone there who gives us a positive review there's none that Andy's left. gone through them like a bad curry yeah oh yes <laughs> Alright, this podcast is all about helping people get off their asses and make their first film, or the harder part to carry on making films. Um, so who are we to tell people to make a film? I don't know, we, we're just, we're far from perfect, we continue to grow as artists, and we're trying to be truly honest with ourselves. So look, by doing this podcast, we're not here to gloat or show off as experts, but to put our scars and failings from filmmaking out there so we can learn from them as much as you. So today we want to talk about six things we learnt making our first feature film. So, Andy, do you want to go first? So do three, yeah. then I'll do three, Dan will do three, and then we'll come back to the next three. Cool. Clever. <laughs> no, it's, not, it? it's, it's just no, no. to mix it's it just up. When I say things, can you also say clever? Sure, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. I'll ju- I'll just, what I'll do is I'll take that little bit of dancing. <laughs> just drop it in all the time. <laughs> okay, first thing is um, assume that every person you meet is the producer on the movie. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, like, try and be nice to everyone and respect everyone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely. Okay. But, but yeah, assume, because you don't know who, you might, don't assume someone's a runner or they're like a, or a director or like, you, you don't know what role someone is, just treat them with respect as if, as if they're a producer, because then you can't fuck that up and you can't be like, go and get me a coffee. And like, if you were Russian, for example, I mean, yes, to anyone, yes. yes. But um, <laughs> I think that's a really good good point because often on set there is people you don't know. Yeah, there could be the runner's yeah. assistant, or they've come as a favour to someone. But I always like to treat them absolutely, say hello to them, and it kind of means that's the world. Very gracious of you. Oh, it it does mean a lot to them because they're sat there, and they're in awe of this big thing. Sometimes when they're first on set, or it could be the VFX artist who's quietly sat in the background. I think it's very important to try. Yeah, but that's your style, isn't it? You're very inclusive mm-hmm. on set. That's yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, like I, I, I recommend that. Yeah, Dan. Thoughts on this? Yeah, clever. I think it's. I think it. I think it's <laughs> clever. Good, clever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> um, great point, and it's a point that makes sense in life as well as on a film set. That's true. That's what I think. Yeah. Just be nice for fuck's sake. Hey guys, don't be a dick. Basically, yeah. the other side of that is on set is a very heightened. Heightened. Everything is important, and especially if you've not got time. But before you start the day, yeah, why not? Okay, number two is don't kill anyone. Okay. This is like, this is something that was told to me very early on. Like, Clever. You- <laughs> <laughs> don't kill anyone. Do you know, well, actually, what actually, don't like, seriously. Well, I mean, no, th- this was, this was like, I can't remember. I was on some shoot and the, the guy was like, oh, like an hour earlier. It was like, yeah, but no, one, we haven't killed anyone today. So we've won. Like if you, mm. if you manage to finish a film and you haven't killed anyone, you've won, even if it's really bad. Because like, that, that's that's and it goes on to the third point as well i guess which is this is a job for most people on, on the shoot mm-hmm. and while for you it might be something you've worked for, for three or four years to get on that one day of shooting yes it's very exciting and important for you but for a lot of people it's there every day so you've got to allow for that and and some people won't be excited to be there and that's okay just have sure. to let them get on with it yeah it's Does, sometimes you know what i mean Does i that, know what you mean yeah. sometimes people it is a nine to five they, they've been on many film sets and they turn up and especially studio system and they'll literally be like right okay where do you want the camera today yeah or where do you want me so, to put this so make their day easy services. for them as well and appreciate that and don't kill them don't let don't don't ask them to climb a 60 foot ladders to change a lamp if you don't need it or you know just yeah so but when you say kill you mean don't no, no, don't know like don't murder them don't, you, I, <laughs> no i actually mean like don't endanger the lives of your crew like that that's because yeah. uh, filmmaking kills so many people like it's there's quite a high mortality rate especially in like crew like ga- uh, grips and especially this year has not been great either, that's true you know? i didn't know that yeah um so like, like just like look after everyone and don't if you don't need something don't pressure someone for it mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like just mm. Think about the safety. Think about everyone's safety. There you go. Yeah. Put safety first, and then art is very close behind it. I think that's wonderful. I think it's very important. Don't kill people. So you're thinking about not just the actors and making sure their safety's all right, but the crew as well. Yeah, yeah. The, that's yeah. Re- that's, that's great. But, yeah, if you're, and really if you're running enough. a set, that should be your main priority. Mm-hmm. Yep, like that. So your third one? So my third one um, is, like, it kind of goes on from that, is try and keep your working hours as short as possible. So try if you can do a 10 hour day or an 11 hour day, if you can get that done, do it for, for two reasons. One, you can get just as much done in a 10 hour or 11 hour day as you can in a 12 or 13 or 14 sure. hour day because people get tired and they stop working. And especially, especially if you're going to do 10 days in a row or five days in a row, mm-hmm. you're just going to lose people. People have lives to get to. And, and from a safety point of view as well, like people will be driving home, going on distances. Um, 
it has the Wexler, isn't it? Who always talks about. Mm, he does. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So just so bear that in mind for planning your days, working with the the AD. Yep. To make sure that people, and people will appreciate that, and you'll get better work out of them and happier people and so you accidents you prefer a working lunch rather than uh, an hour for lunch let's say no i mean that's a conversation i'll have with the crew i mean mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm, I'm talking 10 hours working like mm. that should be enough for most stuff okay um, and breaks are important yeah. yep they are from my point of view on that i because i'm just focus on going yeah let's keep going keep going keep going i want to get the shots but i've also got to say to myself you've got to think about other people here and that was something i definitely learned was that moment of no one gives as much of a shit as you do. And that was like, oh, okay, big moment. It was a big turning point for me to realize that it's like, yeah, actually just calm down a bit. It's all right. It's okay. You'll get your shots. Just give them their due as well. Let them do their jobs. Yeah. Good three. Good first three. Okay. My, my first one is always trust your gut because I find it's easy to get swayed, especially being the director. Um, and it's a, it's another one of my points is, as well that comes later is people have always got an opinion so you have to trust your gut so if you're saying i want to do this shot this certain way even if you think it might be wrong trust your gut allow other people to have their opinion allow the conversation to evolve but if you know that's slightly wrong or that doesn't feel right trust your gut to say do you know what stand up for your opinion and stand up for what you think is right within your show it's your vision at the end of the day as the director and saying this from a director's point of view you have to stick to that because it's just you in the edit room later it's you're the one going oh i've done that why did i not trust my gut no one else cares yeah it's a year later maybe before they see it and they've forgotten anything that happened on that set pretty much and they've been shooting many other things they turn up and they go yeah it was all right or I don't think about it, but as you do, and it stays with you. So that was for me. Um, clever. Yeah, clever. Um, you know, even the grip or the runner, they'll, they'll all have opinions. They will all say it and you can listen to them. I think time is an issue sometimes, but yeah. they all potentially, some of them want to be directors and they think they can do your job, but stick to your gut. I think that's my first one is just be strong about your opinion and what you think. Um, cause you get the final say. And is your name on the front? Yeah. So I guess you're saying, Listen to everyone's ideas of this time mm-hmm. and incorporate the good ones. Yep. But stick to your guns if you know it's right, because ultimately you're going to be the person who's. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Um, Just like raining, by the way, in case you can hear that. Proper Probably raining as well. <coughs> we've kind of is. we've kind of put um, stuffing around the window at the top there in the loft. Not not. No, we're vegan, so not stuffing. Not stuffing from a chicken, but Christmas vegan. jokes. Christmas jokes. <laughs> <laughs> A Christmas joke. <laughs> yes. What is happening? So we're trying to dull the sound a little bit from over there. You hear the background sound? You hear the background sound. Do you know what I mean? Get over it. We'll just get a runner to stand in that window. Yeah. yeah. Outside. W- no opinions, please. He dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second one is don't rush on set. Don't rush your shots. Nice. This is something that I was kind of forced to do. And it was something mm. me and you talked about afterwards. Yeah. There was a moment where... Um, there's a scene that in the dare where I've only got one take on the young actor and one take on, uh, on Richard Brake and then a wide, which we couldn't really use because the light was massively different. The sun was going. We had a really short period of mm. time. And the, the first day he wanted to break for lunch at a certain time. And we'd already gone over that by a bit, but I knew that if we moved from this particular location, which we were, yeah. uh, we was doing a set move, we yeah. wouldn't come back here ever and I wouldn't get the shot. Yeah. 
But instead of really pushing through, what I should have done was say, sorry, no, I need two takes on both of these. It's an extra, at the most, five minutes. Yeah. I know there's tweaks for lights, but we'd already done that because yeah, we'd we lost had, the yeah, sun. Yeah, yeah, we brought that in. Yeah. In the edit, I, it, we had to work so hard to make that scene work because we, it, the, the continuity has to match. The kid has to be performing sure, so right. Close as well. yeah. So it was something that I learned was don't rush. Even if everyone's going, no, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go do this. Get your shot. Because you're not coming back to do it ever again. And that was a massive lesson for me that I learned is to say, no, I'm sorry. We're going to have to push lunch back. We've got to get the shot. Yeah. So don't rush your shots is basically what I'm saying. Don't rush something that everyone else is pushing you not to do. And it was, you know, the first lady was doing her job and the crew wanted to go off for lunch. But I should have got my shot and I should have said, do you know what? Yeah, because like, people have different priorities as well. Of course they do. The crew wanted yeah. to get yeah. set up over for there. They had to yeah. move all the trucks. It was a big unit move, but... For me, it would have been like, well, like what I said earlier, the second one with my first point is, I'm the one in the edit. I'm No one else is going to remember that at all. They won't yeah. remember that day. They won't remember you, you only had two takes, one on each person, one take on each person. They won't remember. So that was a big lesson for me, I think, is just get your shot. Yeah. You have to. So that was that. Um, yeah, make sure you get the footage. Make sure you get the footage for the edit. It's so important. And talking about the edit, my third point, is think about the edit before you shoot this. I'm so happy and proud of myself. I learned to edit and I learned to edit making dreadful corporates. And well, some of them are quite good, actually. <laughs> whoa, whoa, actually, whoa. <laughs> some of them are actually very good. Some you shot and some you're in down. They are actually very good, but I learned to edit by doing smaller stuff, by mitzvahs and whatever it was that I was doing when I first started. And even though it was so hard to learn from just me sat in my room screaming at the computer, it didn't make any sense trying to watch YouTube videos. What it made me do now is I can edit. I could edit a feature film if I wanted to. I don't, but I could. So therefore, when I was shooting, I was thinking about the edit constantly and and definitely on set. I was literally going, okay, where's the act? How's that going to cut? How's that going to make sense? So I was thinking about my in and outs. I mean, you were constantly saying, Andy, weren't we? Okay, where's the out of this scene? I need to get, or I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. say, I need to get was, another yeah. another shot here because yeah. I, I, have, I know I've, how am I going to cut to that next scene? Mm-hmm. I need a, something to happen. You don't, you don't always have to cut to like a shot of exterior of a house. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. And, like, and that works on TV, but it yeah. doesn't on film. Yeah. <clears throat> Certainly not on the dare where we couldn't show the exterior of the house for reasons you'll see sure. when you see it. Yeah. Um, spoiler. It's not really there. Because <laughs> it's, a big, it's green a big green square, square that needs uh, CG work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, always think about your end shot, a cut point. Think about it beforehand. Think about your edit. Think about it when you're on set. Think about the actor's movements. And if the actor's crossing, brilliant. Use that as a cut point for your next scene. And then do they cross, come back in in the next scene? Always think about your transitions as well. And that's really interesting because all of those three come from the perspective of avoiding the horrible feeling of when you're watching the film in the cinema the finished product and at which point there's no excuses there's no ah yeah my gut told me not to do it like that no one cares at that point no one cares if you weren't thinking about the edit all those things that you were saying are 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 negating that horrible situation of being in a in a place where you've not got what you need and you can't go back because it was a year ago and you can't edit shots you haven't got and Mm -hmm. you didn't follow your gut it's just it, it, it either happens on set or it doesn't get made the way you want to make it. So yes, brilliant advice. I think. Yep. Um, my, um, clever advice <laughs> would be your clever advice. My, funny enough, what you, <laughs> what you started out saying about trust your gut. My first point I wrote was have a strong vision. Yeah. Which is exactly the same thing. And it's interesting because I'm thinking that even from having only ever really co-directed 
while I was involved in retribution as a producer and an actor, of course I had a vision, but it wasn't in a position of actually bringing that vision to life other than my, my performance. But I had the, the luxury of working with Danny and Bish, the two directors. It's where, so I was able to sort of contribute in that way. And it, and it more, more so from their perspective, knowing that they had a strong vision, that was the glue that held everything together. Knowing that they had that gut instinct that they were following and they were saying, no, no, no that's not quite right. That's not quite what I saw. So I agree entirely wholeheartedly with that. And that's, uh, that was my first point. Have a strong vision. I agree. But I think this also can come from an acting point of view yeah. as well. Because as an actor, no you have to have your strong vision of how you want this character to play. And of course, you're going to be molded yeah. by the director. We hope you are. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you're going to be influenced by other actors. Yeah. When you get the job as the actor, you Absolutely. then start planning your Absolutely. through line. You start planning where you're going to feel, what, what emotions. You're not going to cry in every scene. You're going to, how's it going to be? Absolutely. So I think having a strong vision as an actor is massively important. I do too. And you'd maybe change the word vision to interpretation mm -hmm. and as an actor. And, and absolutely, because you, you have to, you're, you're right. Even if the director, as you say, you hope he will, it's kind of molding your performance and you want, you want that to happen because ultimately your contribution has to fit into his ultimate vision. Mm -hmm. So my second point is that you've got to be, um, there's a, there's a real need for flexibility. So where I say have a strong vision, um, that, that almost contradicts, but say have a, you know, there has to be a room for massive flexibility. But what I mean in, in that regard is in within the boundaries of your vision, know that it's a fluid process because the number of times we've, we've been on set, whether it's corporate shoots or feature films or anything in between, even a theater production, sometimes it evolves itself. It starts to write itself. And if they, if you have the, the, the flexibility within the vision, of course, where you're still honoring the story to trust that kind of, and allow for that flexibility, it, it, it can be such a wonderful thing. So sometimes you find gold in those moments don't mm -hmm. you? when you've allowed that little thing. Sometimes that comes from an actor, just saying, just, you know, you've got your two takes. Let me try, let me try something a little bit different. Or sometimes as a director or even a, a, a you know, a, a person who wouldn't necessarily have creative input in the process might, if the, if the, I guess the, um, the set is, uh, is conducive to that kind of dynamic is they might offer some input, whether it's just a shot or a change of dialogue or anything that where that flexibility might just be that little moment. And you know what? There's so many amazing examples of that iconic movie moments that we see where it, there's YouTube videos like, you know, with the top 50 improvised movie moments and whether that's come from the actor or the director or whoever else. It's Many of them with DiCaprio, right? <laughs> DiCaprio's great, Jack that. Nicholson. Yeah. There's some of the best yeah. performances yeah. ever mm. and the best mm. moments in movies ever were completely on the, on the spur of the moment mm. and were not in the script. They weren't in the schedule. They weren't on the mm. storyboard. They just came out of nowhere in their magic. Yeah. So I think the need for flexibility in that regard. Yes. And, and jumping on that as well, the same for a director and a cinematographer is having that ability to just change your yeah. view of something or keep going, be flexible on set. Yeah, have a plan yeah. B. Have a plan B. Some wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll storyboard everything. Yeah. And then the night before I'll storyboard again. And then I'll come to set and go, right, I'll, let's try something new. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's massively important. You know your vision, you know what you want, but... Do you know what? Something better might happen. And that's your point, trusting your gut. Mm -hmm. Again, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just trusting your gut because if, if it's all happening within the boundaries of a really strong vision, mm -hmm. that, that should be, because your gut's never wrong, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think that's the way forward. And then again, as I say, and this is literally contradicting my second point. <laughs> it's always so trust saying, your head. Never go with your gut. Your gut's <laughs> always wrong. Yeah. 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 Clever. Um, and it kind of contradicts your point. I'd say, 
there is an absolute need for structure. So where it sounds like a contradiction to there's a need for flexibility, mm-hmm. the structure I'm talking about is more of a logistical thing. So the need for a brilliant and really good on the ball first AD. So, you know, you, there has to be somebody who's keeping you on track. Otherwise mm-hmm. you end up with the need for, you know, another 20% budget and two weeks of pickups and, and you won't get you it. You might not get it. And, and you won't have your film. So you, so all of those things, it's like, it's the balancing act, isn't it? Mm. That's what it is, is actually a balancing act rather than just me giving shit advice and contradicting myself. It is, there is a need for a strong vision. There is a need for flexibility within that. And there's a need for real structure to move the whole thing, thing forward. So those are my first three. That's good. I think that's why filmmaking is such a unique way of making art because it's so collaborative. It's there can be thousands of people involved in it. Mm-hmm. So you have to both be flexible and, have a strong vision. Yes. But that's why I never really agree with auteur theory. I, I don't think even people like Kubrick, you know, who were really into the cinematography side of it, it without those ADs or those cinematographers, without the people he worked with and the actors he worked with, you wouldn't have that feel. It doesn't just come from one person. It has to come from everyone. I agree. That's why I also struggle with directors who do so many takes as much as Stanley Kubrick has made amazing films, as has Ken Loach. There's that theory that if you're getting to the 26th take and your actor is now, uh, from an actor's point of view, you're suddenly going, I- I'm sorry, what what do you want? I've given you an amazing performance. I've given you not amazing performance. I've given you everything you've asked for. And then he says, well, maybe the 27th take is where you stop acting and you just be. But there's a point about this and how the crew take this and how everyone goes, oh, for God's sake. You know, and you don't want that on your set. As much as he might get a better performance on the 27th take, there's probably not that much difference. And would we really notice to the 18th take? Just wasting everyone's time. That's it. Right? Yeah. And money and... So there's that yeah, difference between patience. being free and sort of going, it's my vision and I'm sticking to my gut and I'm doing all that. And like you say, the contradiction is actually, come on now, you, you are making a film and you, you do have to get it's people picky battles picky as well, battles, I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That's a really good one. Someone should have written that down. <laughs> oh, I, I wrote that down, actually. Yeah. <laughs> point number five. <laughs> just, just don't check my page. Yeah. Uh, Andy, let's go in number four for you. Picky battles. But yay! <laughs> Clever. It's like what you were saying about, um, you know, get, getting those shots. Like, we should have we should have been like, no, we're not, yeah. not going to break. We'll get these stuff mm-hmm. now. Cost us another 10 minutes. And then, you know, we'll make it up later on. We'll make it up. Well, but, what actually we found that day was we, we'd kind of not finished early, but we were. You were fine. I mean, I was telling yeah. you, going, I should have got the shot, should have mm-hmm. got the shot. Mm-hmm. Because we thought, oh, that's going to take ages. It didn't. They're picky battles. Know when to fight, know when to go. Do you know what? I'm going to let this one go. I've got 27 takes. I'm all right. I'm going to let this one go. Was that your point? <laughs> yeah, I wrote that, I wrote that down. Was, oh, right. I didn't, I didn't. It didn't. You just, just take him. Oh, I've got, got loads. You can have it. Yeah, I He's got, got, I got hundreds. I've got so many. So many of better these. ones than that. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so number five, Andy, because I don't know how much more we can talk about um, Choose Your Battles because we all know that one. All right. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you shoot feature films mm. and having come off commercials or having come off corporates or whatever you've done, you'll suddenly find you get way more time to light a scene than you would in any other medium. Apart from com- apart from big commercials, like big commercials, yeah, I was say big, commercials. Yeah, big commercials, you can get dates, right? But my, my but, commercials, but, but, <laughs> not Charles's commercials. Right, Andy, we need to do this now. I need seventeen like setups. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, having come from yeah, if you come from like corporate stuff and then you jump into features, mm. uh, you will be surprised with how much time you suddenly have to to like. I got three hours to like the first bar scene, which you know we were shooting in for the rest of the day, but it blew my mind at the time. I was like, oh, it's three hours. I was expecting like 20 minutes. Bar scene? What scene was this? This is from uh, Shane Sweetney's ah. One Thing Left to Do. 
film, which which uh, won an award this year for best cinematography. Congratulations! Yeah. Oh, well done. Don't know why I mentioned that, but yeah, um, <laughs> I guess it the three hours I had well, to like. You wanted praise from us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should know better. Nice. Than that. Well, let the fans do that. Let them send Andy in. Just, just put write a review, maybe. Yeah, write a review. How great Andy is! He's won another award. Yeah. Drop that in. Okay, what's okay. your number six? It's supposed to be less shit. Less yeah, shit. No, no, like, less shit. Like, some shots will, you like, this is beautiful, and like, I love it, and it's amazing, and it's everything I've hoped for. Mm-hmm. Some shots, you just need to get them done. And, like, as long as it doesn't look shit, you're mm-hmm. winning. Like, just don't, like, if you've done a scene, and like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay, move on. There'll be another one. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're basically saying is sometimes trying to be perfect with every shot or get perfection or make it look like a painting. Yeah, because it's too c- difficult. Because there's because uh, there's more factors at play, like mm-hmm. performance, and there's making the actors, giving them room and space in the crew space and mm-hmm. time. Um, so while it's good to have a vision and stick to that, try not to get too hung up on what might be a two second shot in the film. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. That's a very strong six. Your five was weak. It's such a good point, actually, because, and I'm not going to name any names, but you were on the film with me, and we did see some. Um, <laughs> Pointed at me then. <coughs> you weren't directing. Oh, okay. Terminator uh, Judgment Day. But there were there were examples of that happening where you were like, and and it, you're right. And when you talk about morale of the crew in the team, when you talk about Kubrick, or when you talk about that kind of thing, where it's just a two second shot, the some of the time that was wasted, mm. and time was a very valuable resource for us. Mm what was essentially just a really a nice idea, a nice kind of creative shot, like a reflection in something, for example, but just not worth the effort because it would have been a one or two second cutaway or an it insert or whatever. It wasn't worth it, but, the, yeah. but it, they got so wrapped up in it that it just, and, and then you, and the morale takes a hit. Yeah. Well, that's so true. Some, that's another point, actually, you get wrapped up in something. So you, it becomes the most important thing in the world in that second whether someone's got the right t-shirt on or it's the wrong mm-hmm. color background and everyone it, it becomes so important and actually you look back and it, it's not that important the amount of movie mistakes and all those videos you see in those massive films huge films where yeah. they're, they're wearing the wrong shirt the yeah. apple was in the wrong hand all that stuff it doesn't matter story 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 is yeah, so absolutely. important don't get hung up on minute details on set yeah see the bigger picture good advice yeah Good one. Dan, was that yours? No. Oh, we should have taken oh, it. No, no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was probably the winner. I was, uh, okay, in that case, it, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was me making, it reiterating one of your points, whichever one of you said that, because that, it was a bloody good point. Yeah. Don't get hung up on a thing that we two yeah, seconds on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And interestingly, here's my number four. Uh, my fourth point was don't assume you're going to use every shot you dreamt about uh, in the edit. Uh, every shot that you dreamt about shooting, give yourself options, basically, because there's a certain shot I did in the dare, which worked brilliantly on set i was like that's amazing that's what i wanted that was my vision for it when it came to the edit it it didn't work as well because i didn't have the necessary coverage around the shot itself worked but then it felt flat because of everything else pacing and pacing and everything so that was something i learned massively was give yourself the option to go yeah okay you got the shot you wanted that worked in your head perfect you can cut that in brilliant but then why not just do get get a close-up of it get a, a wide of that if you can, you've got time, think about that as well, because especially special shots with CG that involves stuff like that, really think about it because you've got one chance. Um, yeah, that's very important. And, and also don't be scared of overshooting. If you can, again, if you can, because, and I don't mean overshooting by just shooting everything. I mean, 
that was a perfect example. I only got the one shot of this specific. You could have done with And them. I could have done with, yeah. do you know what? Just get the knife clean. Get the, just mm-hmm. do it. You were there. Yeah. You had it on your shoulder. We could have whipped round and got it. You see what I mean? It's yeah. those things that you go, don't be precious about the amazing shot you got because it might not work in the edit. And if you've got the chance to shoot more, shoot more. Because if you studio heads or whoever, your execs turn around and go, I don't like that. What else have you got? You haven't got anything else or it doesn't work. CG goes, I can't use that. Now what? You can't build the set again. You can't bring all the actors back again for that one shot. You've now got to lose it. And that's something I was a big mistake for me, from my side that I should have done differently. But, um, yeah, so that was my number four. Um, I also talking about overshooting. So turn the camera over. I did that to you a lot and it's probably mean of me, but the amount of times I said, Andy, just turn over for me, please. For one thing, what it did do was made the crew concentrate instantly yeah. if everyone was fanning around makeup yeah. who were brilliant on the day took too long or they were just putting too much blood or because they can they want it to be perfect um which is fair enough or the actors doing something or the crew or whatever it is or andy's going well i can tweak the light then because nothing's happening because everyone thinks everyone else is doing some things but actually everyone's just tweaking because mm. no one knows what's happening I just say, just turn the camera over. Suddenly someone goes, camera's turning, roll it. Everyone freaks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the concentration goes, 100%. Everyone goes, what are you shooting? What are you shooting? What are you shooting? We well, should have been paying attention. Now I can cut. Now I can tell everyone what we're doing. But also trust the people around you that they can do that. But sometimes it was like, let's just turn over. And actually I've got some really lovely shot stuff that I've used in the edit that was just like, Andy, just turn over. That's, and that's an argument for operating yourself if you can as well. Mm. Especially on more dramery things like that that haven't got huge setups. Um, because, yeah, you can just just turn over and just just steal a little bit of something that's nice mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. W- whereas if you've got an operator and a focus pillar, focus pillar like, oh. Oh, i can't i'm not ready i'm not ready yeah, for yeah, marks yeah. but that's actually something that i want to do more of is mm. just pick the camera up myself oh yeah, I, yeah i can i mean i've been doing it for years on all all the copper 90 stuff or the documentaries whatever i've done it but actually i think that's it's great because i could have i see something you see the actor just going through something you think oh, i'm gonna get his hand now turn over bam, bam, bam get the shot you've got it for the edit yeah it's, it's gold you, uh, terry miles that i've done a few films with mm. in canada he works that way and he's some of the best moments he's ever got and they're so organic and natural and real mm. because of that because you haven't said action to an actor yeah who's now gone into having a photo taken mode yes which changes people yeah even the be- and you know that's obviously what makes a great actor is someone who's that that shift doesn't take place with especially kid actors yeah, yeah absolutely who do, and or if you know it's an actor who does do that when you turn over they suddenly turn into absolutely. acting mode they act. Yeah, they act turn over before that yeah get it all just well, exactly. we did that a few times didn't we, we didn't especially with the young kids yeah. we'd just turn over. thank you we'd just turn over yeah. and then i'd talk them through it and go okay just just show us what you're gonna do they weren't acting they're just picking someone up suddenly you've got your shot you've got it yeah, for sure uh, that that's a real big lesson. Um, leadership. As a director, you're the captain of the ship. And this is something, again, maybe it's a mistake, maybe not, but it's something I've learned and I will use taking forward is it's your ship. Like I say, no one cares as much about the film as you do. No one, no one, no one, no one. People will for their jobs, for their moments, but no one sees the overall picture like you. They're thinking about the VFX of a certain shot or the makeup of a certain shot. And we've always seen this when you go to a screening of something and someone will come, you'll go, oh, what did you think? And they'll go, oh, the makeup wasn't great there because that's the makeup part. Yeah, side. Or the grip's going, oh, the camera's a bit shaky there. They're not just, they're seeing that. Absolutely. But you, as the leader of the ship, the director of the picture, have to see the overall picture and you have to lead uh, and if anything, read the Alex Ferguson book called Leadership, where he's talking about how he leads his team, how he leads his troops, mm. or how Danny Boyle has mini directors. Everyone on his set 
is a mini director of their ship. They all, they're the captain of their little ships, mm. but you're the leader of them. So you've got to put your arm around them. You've got to make sure they're all right. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's very important. Be very vocal. One thing I'll do next time is beginning of every day, stand up and talk to everyone. It was something we, we struggled with because of time a lot. But if people don't know who the leader is, they don't know who to turn to or to trust mm. or, mm. yeah. So leadership, it's very important to have that leader on set. And as the director, it's you. Yeah. Get up there and go, do you know what? This is my ship, his or her ship. Get up and say, yeah, take ownership for everything. Absolutely. Which leads me on to my sixth point, which is everything is my fault. Um, take responsibility for the mistakes. It's you. No one, it's your, like we've talked about before, it's your name above. Yeah. It's your name. You direct it by all the reviews will say your name. Take ownership for the things that go wrong. Don't blame everyone else. It's easy to do that. To say, okay, well, that was wrong. They did that. This is a problem with the film because, because, because. Actually, it's my fault. I didn't tell them right or I didn't speak to them in the right way. I, as much as I know there's the other side of that is, well, yeah, all right, they made a mistake, but you've got to own that. It's the same as an army leader. Um, well, the same as a squadron leader. They'll say, okay, if so-and-so, there was, there was um, friendly fire that went wrong, it's their fault because they didn't relay it important. And it's, it's kind of the same on a film that you can't compare it to a battle, of course. But, just did. but I just did. So. I, have a, I have a question. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. I have a question, um, which is sort of related, but I was just thinking about while you were saying that, you know, people say first time director, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. What does that mean? Like, does that, cause it can't be. Well, it means the first time they've directed yeah, a feature. Oh, does it mean, fe- is that it what it means? It means a feature. feature. Yeah. It means right. a feature. Cause people don't take shorts seriously in that way. Right. So mm. They don't say it's a first time short film director because yeah. it doesn't matter, but they say first time feature film director. So that's what first time director means. Thank you. Good. Um, the fact about being your fault, what do you say about that, Andy? I know that potentially that might not be. Do you believe in that? Do you think yeah, the one I'm saying is true? Good. Okay. I'm just going to say, yeah. I mean, the same, <laughs> same, you know, if, uh, if your focus pullers miss something, um, ultimately maybe maybe the stop's a little bit shallow for that shot, or maybe you haven't given them time to get marks, or maybe you haven't fought for the right thing, or... Um, yeah, no, I mean, um, ultimately, if the ship's running well, then, you know, everyone's happy, and they've got time, and they're rested, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone fucks up, that's fine. Yep. If someone's going to fuck up 400 times, you haven't fired them, then that's also on also you. Also your you know? fault, yeah. Like, um, Absolutely. But, but ultimately, you should have a team that know what they're doing, and can do it mm-hmm. and then you don't ask too much of them or you don't ask things that are impossible of them mm-hmm. but yeah ultimately it's on you yep. people are, if, if something's soft they're not actually going to go oh the focus wasn't very good they're going to go who's a dp well, yeah. why is it oh, yeah. so blurry yeah you know? why didn't the director see that why didn't he say something mm-hmm. oh yeah ultimately yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so basically own it as the quicker you can own take responsibility for the mistakes the easier it will be for you on set i feel you you learn, but also that. to completely contradict your please point, do don't yeah. let anyone blame shit that isn't that's that, true that happens well, a lot yeah. as well especially heads of department they'll get blamed for something being a problem and then fired and they'll bring in a new one this happened on quite a big film recently mm-hmm. um that i know the dp on it now and yeah the previous dp was blamed for everything was running behind in over budget probably wasn't their fault actually mm. but it's easy to be blamed for those things so, so you know also make sure that you're not this. You don't make it easy to be an scapegoat either. Yeah. But yeah. But ultimately do take responsibility. Is so, what we're so, saying. Be, so yeah. So, but be good enough so that no one can really say that about you. Yep. Like that. Uh, Dan, let's have your final three. Yeah. <clears throat> I just want to say, I don't, 
English language is amazing, isn't it? Scapegoat. I mean, I know exactly what you mean, but what the fuck is a scapegoat? It's a, um, it's a goat that's escaped. Sacrificial it goat, hasn't escaped, it? though, is it? It's a scapegoat. Sacrificial not an escapegoat. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> it's a scapegoat, isn't it? Mm. Who, who comes up with this shit? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to find out? So Actually, angry we right now. I'm going to Google it. We could find out. Yeah. Put the budget on screen. Oh, nice. If you're talking about low-budget movies, I think when you know people are getting paid, I know people have to be paid, and I'm a person who likes to be paid for a Damn right. for a shoot. And of course, yeah, fuck yeah. But you're you're a lot, a lot of the time you're not you're, you're making choices between um between some of the things that you wouldn't have to pay for and something that wouldn't translate onto the the quality of the product on screen. Mm-hmm. And my my view, having now seen stuff that's been done. Well, but not as well as it could have been if money had been diverted more to a, a better camera, for example, or a higher quality grade or, or something that basically shows on screen afterwards. Chuck as much of your budget as you can onto the screen. Love it. I think. It's really so, important. yeah, it really is important. Because it's like you've said about, you know, wh- whatever r- aspect you're talking about of filmmaking, but by the time you come to sitting watching the finished product, you don't have the opportunity to make excuses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't get to sit there and go, well, you know, we... We were restricted, so we we shot it on a HD camera, and we could we didn't we couldn't really afford a two K or a four K. No one cares. No one. No cares. one cares if it's made for a great. grand it looks, or it looks amateur. Five mil. No one cares. Exactly. They just want us to see the story and see the film. Yeah. Um, so. Producer friend of ours did that. Stood up at a screening and went, "I'm apologising for this in advance, didn't she?" <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 Apologies in advance for what you're about That's to see. That's to see. We didn't have this, and was, literally apologising. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah that was great, <clears throat> isn't it? Yeah. Everyone was really happy with. It. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I suppose the other side of that is people then go, "Oh, it wasn't as bad." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Set them up to, for, to, to think it's awful. Awful. Therefore, it's not so bad. You is won't. It? You won't like this. Yeah. But here it is. But here it is and anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we spent ages doing this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, fifth. Fifth, I would say get out there and do it. Make films. Get mm. out. Because it can be done. And I think one of, like like so many things in life, thinking about it is a lot more daunting or scary than doing it. And yes, there's, there's a, you know, there's, there's a different level of this when you're talking about raising funds and, and you know, getting together a team, a crew, a, a cast, and 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 going through a higher budget production. But if you're talking about, as we probably are talking a lot to um, starting out filmmakers, get out there and do it. I know mm-hmm. we talked about this in one of the very first episodes, and so this is one yeah. of the pieces of advice we have. And I think that that's one of the things I've learned from from making my first feature film is that you can do it. And I've actually just had a conversation with with some um, director friends and said. I've got a project which is going to start in April and I said, let's just shoot something before that. Yep. And you and I have had that conversation as well. And it is a choice. You know, it might, it might be a short, it might be, I'm not talking necessarily about, you know, you have to set aside two or three or four weeks of your life and make a a feature Mm. and come up with something that is less good than you want it to be because of the fact that you haven't got a couple of hundred grand to do it, but whatever it is, do it because everything's practice. Everything's building connections, work creates work. And I think it's just get out there and do it. Not that. Keep doing it. Keep making movies. Mm-hmm. Even do it with your iPhone if you have to. Just mm-hmm. be doing something. And then my final one, and probably the mo- most important one, is feed people well. Yeah. And that's not the most important one at all. It's just but it I is like a very food important. A lot. It's really important because we, you, a lot of what we're talking about has covered morale, you know, mm-hmm. and energy, and and how people feel. And if they, it, it might not even be that you, you know, I'm not talking about feed them well as in 
the alternative being they've got they've they've been given some you know measly little lunch that they're not satisfied by. I'm talking about the food you choose, choose wisely because it's everyone's human. Everyone doesn't matter how much they want to be there, how excited they are to be on set. If you high if you feed people the high carb, low cost lunches that most film sets do, like crisps and bread and pasta and the the cheap high carby shit. Mm-hmm. I'll guarantee you your whole crew and cast are going to have a crash halfway yeah, through yeah, the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it doesn't matter the how case. enthusiastic they are, mistakes are going to get made, time is going to get lost, tension is going to build, resentment is going to build. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you feed people decent, just it sounds so overly simplified, but it's so true. You'll just get so much more productivity and so much better team spirit and morale, and it's a massive benefit. So go vegan. <laughs> Totally agree with that. Absolutely agree <laughs> That's with that. Not actually necessary, but I would love it if everyone did. Yeah, that would be Whatever. very good. Um, <laughs> right. Well, that was our six most important lessons we learned from making our first feature. Yeah. Any any other questions you want to ask us about that? If you want to drop us a line that you want us to talk about on the podcast, then do send it to us. Uh, Twitter is at Filmmakers Pod. And listen to all the other podcasts. Go to thefilmmakerspodcast.com. Follow us on iTunes. Do give us a review. Um, brilliant. Dan, where can we follow you? You can follow me on, <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> or Twitter. And it's at Dan710THS. There you go. Uh, Andy, where can people follow you? I'm on CFAX on page 342. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, uh, 35mmDOP.com. On MMDOP. Yeah, I'm friends with Tom on, on MySpace. Are you still friends with Tom? Yeah, he's, he's my your number friend. one friend. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Nice. Um, and I'm looking for projects for next year, looking for features and uh, TV projects. So, a little plug. Get involved. Listen, go, go look at Andy's website. It's fantastic. You'll see how good he is there. Um, we might be doing a project in January and in February. So, oh, so Andy maybe. might be a bit busy. But if the but money's better, then I'll then, be there. Uh, or if the director's better, then he also might be there. Not uh, possible. No. <laughs> uh, you can follow me but if the mon- <laughs> at Giles Alderson. Um, do check out my website at directedbygiles.com. Listen, this has been fantastic. There were our six things we learned um the happy new year oh guys happy new year happy thanks new year. for listening all through 2017 we've been talking for so long it's probably new year now anyway you. Um, um join us next tuesday as always thank you very much for your time next year's gonna be great dan next year's gonna be see great. you next tuesday see you next tuesday well I'll hear you yeah bye-bye bye clever